When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. And as he stated clearly, I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. As always, I want to hear from you today. As always, this show is your show. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. And today is a very special show because our guest today will be focused on HBCU, what I like to call black excellence. Because I recognize that we have to have an ability to... AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like (sighs) being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. 
Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Be able to communicate and share this slice of opportunities that is happening on these HBCU campuses now. Quite frankly, I did not graduate from an HBCU campus, but that does not stop me from being an advocate of an HBCU. I from Houston, I graduated University of Houston, which is right down the street from Texas Southern University in Third Ward, Texas, in Houston, Texas. And um, I almost went to HBCU in Baton Rouge, Southern University, and I enrolled in the summertime, and I opt out and enrolled in University of Houston. And seven years later, I got my degree. And I've always been a fan of what the opportunities that, what the, what could have been. Not that my degree I got at U of H has failed me. It has not failed me at all. But they're all different experiences. And the guests I have on my show today are important because they're going to share with you the possibilities. If you're sitting on the fence, if you are curious about what an HBCU is, let me just give you some facts about an HBCU, and these can be checked, that 50% of all graduates of HBCUs who are black public school teachers are black come from HBCUs. 80% of the HBCU graduates, black judges, come from HBCUs. 70% of the black doctors come from HBCUs. 50% of the black lawyers come from HBCUs. 40% of the black engineers come from HBCUs. 24% of the STEM graduates come from HBCUs. 75% of the black veterinarians come from HBCUs. 70% of the black dentists come from HBCUs. These are facts. These are individuals who are graduating from these schools and paying taxes and becoming an effective professional organization, a group that is running this country. And we need to know that. And sometimes I feel that if you don't have people like me chirping, screaming, promoting black excellence from these schools, then a lot of people would know because we all know about Deion Sanders. We all know what he's doing. That's sports. I'm talking about the academic side. Well, your child can go to school and be an incredible academic achiever, an incredible professional in one of these areas, a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, black. I forgot, 40% of the members of Congress who are black come from HBCUs or graduate from HBCUs. So if you have a gift, I want you to leave with your gift and don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. We'll be discussing how to overcome the odds in life. Like I stated earlier, my guests on the show today represent people who are creating black excellent opportunities. My first guest We'll be introducing her in a minute. She founded HBCU Week. That's Ashley Christopher. And she created academic and professional black excellence opportunities. And Simone Lawrence, who is creating HBCU job and academic opportunities in Utah. And as always, our theme is there's no perfect time to start following your dreams. Let's get this show started. <clears throat> My guest on the show today is Ashley Christopher. She is a double HBCU alum of Howard University and UDC David A. Clark School of Law. Ms. Christopher is paving the way for black youth to succeed. She draws from her life experiences and celebrates how far she's come as an attorney, CEO, founder of HBCU Week Foundation, stroke survivor, and mother. Since 2017, HBCU Week Foundation has raised more than $50 million for scholarships and curated dozens of events to ensure that black youth know higher education is an option. The world took notice and landed her, some of the most significant partnerships, such as Walt Disney Company, Bank of America, Capital One, the American Chemistry Council, and the NFL, to name a few. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Miss Ashley Christopher. How are you doing, Ashley? I'm doing well, Rashawn. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for that great introduction. Well, first of all, I'm speaking the truth, and that's what we're going to talk about, the truth, the excellence that comes out of HBCUs that oftentimes doesn't get to the, the notoriety of what 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 is being accomplished at these schools and and when the Congress sits out there and tells us they're giving two point eight billion dollars to HBCUs, it's almost like they're doing a favor, which they should be giving ten times that amount based on the academic and professional success of HBCUs. Can you comment on that? Oh yeah, I have to agree with that. You know, HBCUs continue to graduate the best and the brightest year over year and contribute so much to just the world at large. 
Um, and these institutions cannot continue to be overlooked. Um, they need to be funded adequately, and the opportunities need to continue to be extended to students who are looking forward to attending these institutions because we can't get lost on the fact as to why they were even created because there was a time in this country where we were prohibited by law from matriculating into any higher education institution. So these colleges and universities were made specifically for us to get that education, and we have to remember that as we continue to push this message forward. And that message, and when we talk about that message, and you know, uh, my relationship with uh, Ashley Christopher is twofold. I met her when she was in college at Howard, when I was managing <laughs> Steve Harvey at the time, and then I managed met her again when she was a uh, she's she's stationed in uh, Wilmington, Delaware, works for the mayor's office, and and they invited Stephen A. Smith down to uh, honor him at an HBCU Week event. And that's how I met her again, and that's how I found out about the event, HBCU Foundation. But between all this, Mm -hmm. the value of what an HBCU brings into your life personally, and people ask you, what is the first thing that comes out of your, through your mind process when you start talking about promoting uh, or even talking about or being a symbol of HBCU success? Oh, yeah, well, I'll tell you this, like I tell everybody when they ask me that question. Um, Going to an HBCU was the best decision I could have ever made for myself. Um, What I've drawn from that experience is that no matter what room I walk into and who's in that space, I know that I add value, my voice is necessary, and my presence is needed. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I would have gotten that same sense of self-confidence if I didn't choose a black institution. Um, But going to Howard really firmed up that confidence in me and it gave me what I needed, you know, to go out into the world and to choose whatever career path it may be that I'm valuable and my voice is necessary. So that HBCU experience really developed that in me. And I think that every black student across the world deserves that same experience. And do you feel that there's competition, you know, as in athletics, there's competition, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, you see these big schools like Michigan and university of Texas and Tennessee, you see 80,000, a hundred thousand people in the stands and, you know, mm-hmm. but the, but that's their reputation. But every but the mm-hmm. HBCU got their reputations too. Those bands, mm-hmm. those bands, and that athleticism <laughs> and that 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 swag. You know, the HBCUs mm-hmm. bring that swag to the table. So we may not have a hundred thousand people in the stand, but we got the swag mm-hmm. of a hundred thousand. That is really oh, yeah. uh, that is really something that really is uh, that, that puts a smile on your face, right? Oh, absolutely. And what you'll find is, you know, just like a lot of other things in Black culture, people try to duplicate it. So even though we're small, we're very mighty and we're very influential. And the things that we do on those HBCU campuses influences people across the world. So you were right on spot or right on target when you mentioned, you know, the swag and the bands and we may be small in numbers, but we're mighty in our influence. And that influence is great. And uh, now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna swing. I'm gonna have her for a couple of breaks here because we're gonna slow it down and talk about what she's doing from a standpoint of how the whole process of uh, academic opportunities. I've I've been to her events. I'm talking about these college day events. You know, thousands of kids showing up there, walking away with full scholarships, walking away with opportunities that they never. It's an entire weekend, and it's, and it's also traveling around the country. But the whole I, I, idea of of giving college high school students is it how did that whole idea of the HBCU foundation week foundation come about and also mm-hmm. we know where it is now and it's not nowhere where we want it to be I say we because I got you on the show to say hey I'm an advocate of HBCU week I'm an advocate of what you're doing I'm a believer mm-hmm. that you are a person who's living her dream and her dream is to create black excellence in our in our future leaders so how mm-hmm. did it come about HBCU week foundation please explain to everybody what exactly it is Yeah, so, you know, I was employed in the mayor's office in Wilmington, Delaware, as his special assistant. And what he did was ask me to come up with programming that was directed at Wilmington's most underserved communities. And I wanted to make sure that whatever focus I had, it was on education. I am a double HBCU alum. I'm from Wilmington, Delaware. And to be frank, there are a lot of students in my community that feel like higher education or college just isn't even an option for them. And I wanted to show them that that was not true. So what I did was I assembled in a college fair-like setting 
um, you know, I plan for about 200 high school students, five or six HBCUs, for students to engage directly with these admissions counselors so that they would know what it took to get into these institutions and what they had to look forward to once they were admitted. But when I started to market that idea, those 200 students spiked to 700. So I knew that this was something. Were you by yourself? That was, was, was this just an idea by yourself? And you realized you got to get some people around you, huh? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was just like, wait, how did this number spike? You know, just in little old Wilmington, Delaware, you know, 200, I thought was an ambitious goal. But when we started to see the numbers coming in as to all the RSVPs from the surrounding schools, we knew, okay, well, it's not 200, it's 700, so we've got to change venues very quickly and course correct to make sure we're accommodating these students. Um, but from then, I knew that there was an appetite in Wilmington, Delaware, to learn more about HBCUs. And as you mentioned earlier, Rashawn, we met back at, um, when I was at Howard, when I was the vice chair of Howard Homecoming 2006. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, in my mind, I'm like, how do I take Howard Homecoming on the road? Because I don't know the listeners. I'm hoping that you guys have experienced how we're homecoming before. But if not, you got about 100,000 people <laughs> that descend upon the nation's capital to experience Howard homecoming. So being vice chair, it really gave me, you know, that backdrop of what I needed for high level event planning. So in deciding how to execute, you know, how we're homecoming and bring it on the road, I knew this would really be exciting to these students. So let's excite them, have some fun, but also give them the opportunity to get accepted into college on the spot and get a scholarship award. So it's really transcended from a one-day college fair like event to a week-long of activity. So you're saying that that students can come to your event, this college day event, and bring their Mm -hmm. transcript and their test scores, which is ACT or the SAT test scores, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. So what happens is a lot of the participating colleges engage in an on-the-spot acceptance process at our college fair. So if you're a graduating senior, we encourage you to come with copies of your transcript and your SAT or ACT scores, because right there on the spot, the admissions counselors will evaluate your academic record and tell you whether or not you're admitted and if you are eligible for a scholarship. And these scholarships range anywhere between a one-time $5,000 award all the way up to a full ride. Okay, now, parents, you hear this? This is HBCU <laughs> week. Now we're not we're not joking around. This there are no uh like a no no admission fee. This is free to to come. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. there are no uh registration fees when you're filling out the application. This is mm-hmm. br- telling your child, are you coming with your child to mm-hmm. the event? And uh, they got they got several of them. We're gonna talk about the, the other events that are coming up. But I just want I just want to put a disclaimer out there because you you know I broadcast on FAMU, Bethune Cookman, Bethune Bethune Cookman, uh, Clark, uh, Albany State, Texas. So you mm-hmm. you put some people on fire when you talking about homecoming. <laughs> you, you know, I, I just gotta put a disclaimer. Some people might get mad at you, girl. You know, you talk about how good how his homecoming is. I'm telling you, I just got, I got, I just got, I just got those to put. Which is Salem State. I just got those to support out for my school to let them know y'all got it going on with your homecoming because them schools you're inviting to come to your HBCU week events, correct? Oh, absolutely. We have welcomed um, to date since we started the culture in 2017. We've had about 60 HBCUs show up to engage directly with the students. So. You know, it's all love. We're all family. HBCU love all the way around. <laughs> so the, the beauty of it is that you may be. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna. This is why. Like I said, I met her in Howard, like she said, university. And then when I met her in Wimbledon, you know, it's it's a it's a local event in Wimbledon at the time. It's not it's not just in Wimbledon anymore. We're gonna get that on our next break. Is that <laughs> you come in there and you got uh, when I went, it was about thirty five different HBCUs at the event mm-hmm. that I went to. I think it was in twenty nineteen, I believe. Yes, yes, 35 HBCUs, and I think there were 3,500 students there in 2019. Um, this past year, um, no, no, don't, don't, don't tell. Them. We're gonna say that. We're gonna say that don't for tell the. Them yet? We're, we're okay. gonna tell. Them. We're gonna. We gotta get them hang around. But before we go to break, okay. tell everybody how they can. Well, with, with the website and the social media numbers, and the, and the, so they can go check any things out. So when they come back from break, they can start calling mm-hmm. us and find out how they can get their kids over to get these scholarship opportunities at these HBCUs. How can we reach out to you? Oh, absolutely! You can reach us at hbcuweek.org. You can connect us directly connect with us, I'm sorry, directly through the website and on every social channel 
We're at HBCU Week. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Okay. So HBCUweek.org and at HBCU Week. You can find out about scholarship opportunities. There are no tricks. It's all it's all complimentary opportunities, mm-hmm. but academic success. You got the scores. You got the. You, you only get there by by finding out. You only get there by doing research. You only get there. This is one stop shopping. Like I said, mm-hmm. they got access to all the top universities that are HBCU related uh, that are out mm-hmm. there, black colleges and universities as well, that are, that are prominently uh, academically training our uh, minority students, a couple of students of black or brown descent. But what, what mm-hmm. I want to make sure that everybody understands is that, you know, HBCUweek.org is the website. They should consider getting information mm-hmm. more about uh academic training and professional opportunities for your child. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversation Masterclass with the one and only Ashley Christopher. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversation Masterclass with your daily Minute of Inspiration. Recently, I sat down with two-time Stanley Cup winner, retired NHL player, and brain trauma victim, Daniel Carcillo. He explains how the test in your life will reveal who you are and your purpose. I've always felt that there's a larger purpose to life than, you know, essentially pushing a puck around. You know, it's kind of always, uh, I have a mind that was always kind of looking for other things, even Mm -hmm. though I was in my career. And I feel like, you know, you get tested. This is uh, not necessarily another test, but really a culmination of of everything that I've done in my life up to this point uh, to help mitigate suffering, whether it's in the traumatic brain injury context. Yeah, it's just a really exciting time, so I appreciate you having me on your platform. If you want to listen to this full interview with Daniel Carcello, it's available on moneymakingconversation.com. I know it sounds unbelievable that your child can just show up with their test scores, their academic um, scores from high school, especially if they're a graduating senior, and they can get mm-hmm. enrolled on the spot at these events, that they can get a full-ride scholarship at these events. I've seen them. I've been there. Um, Stephen A. Smith is an ambassador for HBCU Week, a proud ambassador mm-hmm. of HBCU Week. Now, as we talk about this, you being a double alum, if, I, I, like I, said, I was at the event in 2019 when I saw 3,500 students show up. And mm-hmm. I, it was like uh, just a line of kids, very organized. Um mm-hmm. Plus, you also bust some local kids in from high schools to attend as well. Now Mm -hmm. this event is going around the country, but we want to talk about why is it traveling now and what are the advantages of it traveling is going to bring to other students who are not near the Wimbledon, Delaware area? Yeah, so, I mean, I knew that if a small city like Wilmington, Delaware could attract so much attention and participation that the appetite for this around the country would, would be pretty ripe. So I decided that we should probably explore taking this, uh, you know, around the nation to give more and more students the opportunity. Because what started to happen was people are getting wind of this college fair. They're seeing about it on social media, maybe hearing about it from other family members or friends they may have in the area. And they're wondering, well, what about our kids? How can we participate? Right, what if right, we right, get right. to Wilmington? <laughs> you know, so... So we're making arrangements because uh, we want to have as many students have access to this opportunity as possible. Well, the, the beauty is access. That's really the key. And uh, like mm-hmm. I said, I, I, I was fortunate to be a part of the event. If you want to call and ask Ashley any questions, call 404-880-9255. 404-880-9255. If you want to get any more or ask any questions, uh, it can be your, your child or just somebody you know or cousin or uh, you could be an auntie uh, who wanted to inquire about these opportunities being presented at hbcuweek.org for information, but you also can talk to her live. The thing that interests me is, like, these these events are always sponsor-driven, and they're motivating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we went through the whole run with, in 2020 when, you know, HBCUs was you, – you couldn't walk without reading a, uh, and see something flashed about HBCUs mm-hmm. or some type of uh, – um, uh, donation being made to HBCUs. Where are we at right now? Do you feel on that synergy level? Is, is it still kind of like up there or it's kind of like settled now and now you have to get back there and start grinding? And not saying you didn't, you weren't grinding, but there was at a point mm-hmm. where people were gladly making donations to HBCUs mm-hmm. and events like your event. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'll say about that is, is very interesting. Um, the dust is starting to settle now, mm-hmm. and you can see which companies have a real intentional uh, arm of support for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, I would say in 2020, it was a trend. Uh, hey, let's do this to make it look like we're in support of that or to check a box. But as time is going on, a lot of those companies who are at the forefront of that fight may not necessarily be there. Mm. But the ones who had real intentionality behind mm-hmm. their actions and authenticity behind their actions, they're still there. Right. So I'll leave it at that without, you know, calling out any company. Oh, absolutely. But. Absolutely. But then I only say that because I can feel it. I can see it. You know, I'm in the mm-hmm. media. I understand where, you know, you know, you see it's got real political out there, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, a politics. Once, once people start moving stuff into politics, it's unnecessarily, you know, yep. the, you know, questioning uh uh, colleges who support diversity, equity, and inclusion opportunities, namely Florida mm-hmm. is a state that's really battling that issue with their governor, and now the state of Texas is doing that. Mm-hmm. It's sad that mm-hmm. in our conversation about HBCUs, we have to talk about that issue because it is becoming an issue which causes companies to back off a little bit. They don't want to be mm-hmm. part. They want to be a flag bearer in that whole political mm-hmm. situation they can, they can get caught up into, which in turn hurts a cause, a great cause, that you guys are trying mm-hmm. to do and are doing at HBCU Week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, so conversations are starting to shift just a little bit. Right. Um, but I'm just happy to say that we do have the support of enough companies to you keep do. this mission moving forward pretty strongly. Yeah. Well, what so are the companies you do? Spot. You got the mouse. The, 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 the giant <laughs> mouse came into your world. And I will tell you once, you know, certain people can tap you on the shoulder and you realize that, hey, this is a, a blessing that I didn't see coming. And um, mm-hmm. you went to Disney. Uh, was it Disney World or Disney? What's what's in Orlando? Is it Disney World in Orlando? Disney World. Okay, yes. Disney World in Orlando. And mm-hmm. so that was kind of like the uh, HBCU week on steroids, steroids, because it wasn't <laughs> in Wilmington, Delaware anymore. Now you had. Uh, yeah. Okay. So tell us how that event and how did they get to that? And also, what's the ultimate goal? Because like as earlier said, since 2017, HBCU mm-hmm. Week Foundation has raised more than $50 million for scholarships. Wow. Mhm. 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 Yeah. I mean, it, honestly, Rashawn, it, it grew at a pace that I was never anticipating, um, and it is the most exciting roller coaster ride that I could have ever imagined. Um, every turn I make, there's another opportunity to consider or another idea, you know, to to build out, and I couldn't be more grateful for the spot that I'm in. Um, so I'm really happy that. We're in a space right now where we're able to scale and we're able to grow. And, I mean, who would have ever thought from Wilmington, Delaware to Walt Disney World? I mean, that is the biggest jump <laughs> that that we could have ever experienced. So having that opportunity was incredible for us because to be on a stage like that, it mm-hmm. got us all the eyeballs that we needed to continue to grow. And I'm especially grateful because bringing on Stephen A. Smith and having him agree uh, to be our brand ambassador caught the attention of the Walt Disney Company. Right. You know, because ESPN is a part of the Walt Disney Company and, mm-hmm. you know, it caught some attention of some, some key decision makers and the rest was history. Next thing you know, we're planning and going on site visits and, <laughs> and executing events in Orlando. No, no, <laughs> so, talking about, so, awesome. so, you know, now you were in Wilmington, Delaware, 3,500 students in Wilmington, Delaware mm-hmm. showed up. Okay. How many, mm-hmm. and so how many HBCUs attended the event, the college day event? That's the event we're talking about. And then mm-hmm. how many students attended the event seeking uh, information about HBCUs and uh, enrollment in HBCUs and as well as mm-hmm. scholarship opportunities at HBCUs? Well, you know, 2022 was a very special year. Um, We had record-breaking numbers. So in Wilmington, Delaware, we had 40 HBCUs present and 7,000 students at our college fair. Uh, When we went to Walt Disney World. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 40 HBCUs yeah, no. in in, in mm-hmm. Wilmington, Delaware. Little old Wilmington, yeah. right between Philadelphia and Baltimore, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have 40 and 7,000 students uh, show up to that. But then a month later, when we went to Walt Disney World, we had 8,600 students and 57 HBCUs. So 
every time we, we execute this event or reactivate HBC, we could get bigger and better. I have no idea what to even expect <laughs> later this year in the fall when we do this again. Um, but it's just really growing at, at a pace that I couldn't be more grateful for. Well, that, so, you know, you're throwing out these numbers, you know, got your ball over here stumbling now. So let's, let's do some <laughs> quick math. You know, you had, uh, so you had roughly 97 HBCUs. That attended HBC. Well, a lot of them were the same, though. Oh, no, a lot no, no. of them were the hey, same. Let me brag. Can I brag? Can I brag? <laughs> That's why some people need marketers. That's why people need to have managers and <laughs> consultants. You know, Rashawn, they were duplicate <laughs> schools, you know, because you know, uh, uh, Clark Atlanta, they went to both locations. No, no, I know that. No, I know that. Next thing you gonna know. Next thing you know, you gonna say, well, it was the same students at both locations, Rashawn. You know, same students. You know, we didn't really have fifteen thousand students, sixteen thousand. Oh, no, yes, we did. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you have, so you have 40 in Wilmington, Delaware, and that was in September of last year. And then you have 57 mm-hmm. in Orlando in uh, yes. October of last year. That's 97 yes. schools, HBCUs mm-hmm. seeking uh, a tier one students, I like to call tier one students, students who are interested in going to college, seeking higher education. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, Almost 9,000 students? Oh, yeah. 8,600 in Orlando and 7,000 in Wilmington. So it was it was a huge crowd in both spaces. Um, and nobody, nobody paid a dime. No students paid anything. They no. just came and they met the, they met the counselors. They presented their 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 their. their, their graduate or information from their high school, academic information, their transcript, if they had test scores, ACT, SETs, and they could have enrolled on the spot. Do you have any information on from Delaware, how many students enrolled and how much scholarship dollars were delivered there and how many in the same in Orlando? Do you have that type of information you can share with my listeners? Yeah, so between the two locations, we offered over 6,000 college acceptances on the spot and more than $15 million in scholarship awards. So that was split between each of the different locations that we activated it in 2022. So I'm I'm, going to just tell you what you just did. You changed 6,000 young people's lives. Mm. Mm-hmm. $15 million in academic mm-hmm. opportunities. If you didn't yeah. have an HBCU foundation, weak foundation, then that's 6,000 students who we don't know. I'm not saying they would have, they would have been lost out there, but at least they was given yeah. a, a sense of purpose. At least they was given a direction. Mm-hmm. At least they wasn't tricked. And they got the, then they, yeah. and then they walk into your college day and they're not just walking and talking to just one HBCU. You know, there were, there were, there were 57 in Orlando, there were 40 in Wilmington, Delaware. There were options. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of what you're trying to do. So when we talk about going to other locations in 2023, what are the other places that you're looking at besides Orlando, besides Wilmington, Delaware, that we may be able to attend an HBCU Week Foundation event? Well, we're looking to activate in Atlanta this year. So oh, okay, very, okay. Very Hot Atlanta. You know, that. I'm your mouthpiece. I'm your mouthpiece. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm excited. I love Atlanta. I love the city of Atlanta. So um, it's such a rich spot for HBCU culture, especially with the AUC and Morris Brown getting their accreditation back. So it's just a really, I think, high time for us to come into that city and expose those kids to these opportunities. So, uh, we're we're working on it right now. We're doing some some pretty aggressive fundraising, and we're on our way. So I, I look forward to that. And uh, the ultimate goal. There's always a goal to this, you know, because of the fact that is it is it uh, maybe one day we on we on a, 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 a telethon where you know you you you're honoring people or you what what is the ultimate goal of the HPCU Foundation outside of just presenting academic opportunities for students who are interested in attending HPCUs. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say that that does fall in line with the main goal. I tell people all the time that um, I want HBCU Week to be as big as a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. meaning I want people from every area of, of the world to at least know what it is. Right. You may not even have any interest in it, but you know what it is because our impact is so great. And our scholarships, I, I am very, very proud of, particularly the ones on our corporate side. Because we don't give away anything less than $10,000 when we give a scholarship from our foundation through our corporate partners. 
And those awards range between ten and $50,000 per student. Our most popular scholarship is our FASI scholarship. That's for STEM, students that are studying STEM. And we give away $150,000, $40,000 scholarships per year for students that are declaring a STEM major and are headed to an HBCU. So what I'd like to do is offer that opportunity in every industry, mm-hmm. not just STEM, but also banking, or if you want to be in entertainment or marketing or communications, I want people to know that if they want to go to an HBCU, we have the funds available to sustain them throughout their career. Wow. She's on fire. You know, you know, you, you, you started slow there, Ashley, but boy, you ended, you ended fire. You were fire. That, that last pitch you gave me, Uh-oh. I was trying to, I was trying to find me a kid. Ashley is tremendous I want to thank you for taking the time to come on before we go tell everybody the contact information on social media to reach out to the website and all that good stuff yes please follow us you can keep up with all of our events and any information on our website at hbcuweek.org or on any social channel that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn at hbcuweek HBCU Week is coming to Atlanta. You hear, heard it here first, and when they're coming, <laughs> you're going to hear it again on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Ashley, thank you. Thank you so much for coming in, calling on my show, and telling everybody about your incredible brand. Awesome. Thanks, Rashawn. I appreciate you having me. You have a great night. I appreciate you. Coming up next, Miss Lawrence. She's out of Utah, but she's making a big impact with HBCU in Utah. Can you believe it? In Utah. HBCU Impact. What are we doing a big on Money Making Conversations Masterclass? HBCU's taking over the world. Be right back. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations Masterclass with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week I sat down with director, executive producer, and head writer of the hit series First Kill on Netflix, Felicia Henderson. She explains how being open-minded in the writing room can lead to a well-balanced project. You know, I'm a big believer that the writer's room should have the experience that you're depicting on the screen. I also wanted to make sure there wasn't just one queer person in the room who everybody was looking at going, and now we turn to you as the queer expert. Right, right, Because, right. you know, it's like like all experiences, there's no such thing as a monolithic experience of right. whatever it is that you are. It was important, you know, for all the experiences that I thought we were going to be depicting. Right, right. If you want to listen to this full interview with Felicia Henderson, it's available on MoneyMakingConversations.com. You know, I'm going to tell everybody, you know, because um, you know, I get a lot of people, well, Rashawn, you know, there are more HBCUs out there. Hey, you can come on my show. Anybody who graduates from HBCU can come on my show. My show is open to everybody. I'm trying to get the word out about how great academic opportunities, how great the academic opportunities are being made at HBCUs. And that's just one of these shows I've dedicated specifically the conversation of HBCUs. Like I tell everybody, I didn't go to an HBCU. I went to a PWI, which is predominantly white institution. That's what they call a PWI. And it was the University of Houston, which is now ranked number one in, uh, in, in, in basketball. Hopefully they win the, the big uh, March Madness this year. But my next guest, she is also an HBCU graduate, but she's doing it big in the state of Utah. Simone Lawrence. She's the program manager at the University of Utah's HBCU Impact Program. Now, she's originally from Charlotte, North Carolina, where she attended college in D.C. at Howard University, where she received her Bachelor of Arts in Strategic Legal and Management Communications. So you know she can talk. HBCU Impact is a summer internship program that allows students at HBCUs to connect with companies in Utah. This will give companies access to more diverse talent with the hopes of them having full-time employment opportunities at their company. The companies pay for the students' flights. Listen in. The companies pay for the students' flights, house, and the salary over the summer. In return, the University of Utah will provide access to HBCU students, housing on campus, community connections, and weekend activities such as professional development and community service. IMPACT is an acronym for Internship, Mentorship, professional development, academic achievement, and community service, as well as talent enrichment. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. She's straight out of Utah by way of North Carolina, Simone Lawrence. How you doing, Ms. Lawrence? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, you know, it's HBCU day for me today now. I'm, I'm, I'm doing HBCU conversations now. Now, you and Utah. Oh, yes. Utah. Utah. <laughs> Utah! 
I, yes. I've been to Utah. I'm just telling everybody I've been to Utah. I used to do stand-up com- comedy. And I went to Utah one time. And I, I would tell you, that town closed down at, uh, I'm talking about Salt Lake City, Utah. Let me just tell you, not just the whole state. I went to Salt Lake City, Utah. Beautiful city. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a, I love snow. People, But I can't ski, though. I just love snow. I just love the uh, the, the, the picturesque, the, the the look of snow. One of my favorite states is Colorado. And so but when I went there, all activity basically ceased for me socially at 10 a.m. Now, that's a long time ago. Now, is it still hot and popping? Is it popping after 10 o'clock at Salt Lake City today? Um, on the weekends, sometimes. <laughs> it's a little difficult. <laughs> coming from D.C. where I could get tacos at 2 a.m. And now I have to eat my food by 9 p.m. It's big change. But I've been learning to adjust. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let, let's talk about this program, HBCU Impact. Because I, you know, it, it, when I was in college, I remember I'm, I, I, I'm from Houston, Texas, and I went down to Louisiana, and I met with this company, and they had a, they, they, they kind of had a program like this, you know, they, and I, and they, where they were trying to get diversity, they were trying to in, bring in more people of color into their company, and I worked offshore, I worked 85 miles out in the Gulf, I would do that for two weeks on, two weeks off, and I was doing engineering work. Now this program here is in at, tied to the University of Utah. Can you tell us a little bit about the University of Utah before we get started? Oh, yeah. So University of Utah is located right on the hill in Salt Lake City. Um, it's an R1 institution, and it's just been slowly growing to this great economic development. And this is a unique partnership with an R1 institution reaching out to these HBCUs and developing these partnerships. Now, when you now you now you are a person who was a part of this program. You, you participated two years before. We, so you're not a person just over the program, the program manager. You are a person who was, a, uh, I guess, benefited from the program, correct? Um, yes. Yeah. So I went through the program twice, and then at the end of my second term, they offered me the job to manage the program. So I've been doing that since 2021. Okay. So so how did you how did they how did you find out about the program? So in 2021, this is when the program was starting, and I had an internship class that I had to take. And Thoroughsight, which was one of the first companies to come participate in the program, they were in my class and they were talking about this new opportunity. They are like, yeah, the University of Utah is trying to get more diversity out here. We are going to pay for your flights. We're going to pay for your housing. We'll pay you a salary. And I was like, this sounds amazing. Why would I not want to take this opportunity to try something new and expand my horizons. Even if I just find out that I hated Utah, at least I get to check, you know, another state off my list. So I was very excited to try this out. And then the pandemic happened and I didn't even get to go to Utah. in Wow. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And then in 2021, they opened it back up. I still was able to continue my internship virtually, but in 2021 was the first year that we're able to go out there. So my cohort, there's 16 of us. And now you said 16, 16 from the one HBCU you are attending or for various HBCUs around the country? Um, in 2021, there was only one HBCU involved, which was Howard University. But since then, we've expanded to work with other HBCUs like Morgan State, uh, um, Morehouse, Tuskegee, FAMU, North Carolina a and So we're gradually expanding, but that first two years were only Howard students. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, so, you were kind of like the, uh, the, the the ambassadors to the brand to see if the program worked, or the value of the program. So the, you, you, set the, you set the tone for the success of the program, correct? Yes. And, you know, even though it was new, I still had, obviously had a great impact on me where I thought, how can I get other students to get involved with this? Because it'd be kind of scary to want to go to Utah. I have no family out here. I just was in Utah for two months during the summer for my internship. And they said, uh, it's August. Come move out here in two weeks. And I'm like, really? Um, okay, let's back this up. Let's back this up now. You know, I've read your bio, you know, Charlotte, North Carolina, went to Howard University, Salt Lake City, Utah. Yes. You know, you know. First of all, I, I think about the food. I think about uh, let's, let's let's go and kill the stereotypes now. No, uh, black people, black black people. I got I gotta wonder where the black people at in Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay, and yeah. so so I know I, I I saw you your bachelor's of art in strategic legal and management communication. Okay, so yes. what is the word adventure? Adventure. 
you know, come up into this, into your uh, background? Who did you talk to? You talked to your parents? You talked to your classmates? Did you talk to anybody that went, girl, have you lost your mind? What? what, what why are you going there? Because I, I got to get that side of the story because you, you just leading all that, leading all this little extra stuff out. Talk about that, that before you got on the plane to go to Salt Lake City, Utah for the first time. Yes, that was an experience. Everybody, you know, they're like, Simone, why are you going to Utah? What's in Utah? I was like, I don't know. And people are trying to tell me different. I didn't research anything about it. I wanted to be completely surprised. I didn't want to have any biases against it. And I just wanted to just soak in the whole experience and see what I can get out of Utah and what it would teach me about myself. And so I just. I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm going to Utah. They're like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to just go there for the summer. Might move there. And they're like, that is crazy. Um, but ever since then, I've had family who would come out here, and my cousin, my dad, my mom, like, wow, Utah is such an amazing place, a hidden gem that you wouldn't have even thought of, the quality of life that you have here. Right. Um, black people is always the first thing I get asked about. Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> we have so 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 Simone, where are the black people yeah. in Salt Lake City, Utah? <laughs> they are everywhere. We have them in Ogden, Layton, just around. It's not in a dense community, but they're kind of spread out around Utah. But if once you meet one person, you get to meet everybody in the community. It's a very tight knit community. So there's a group chat that we have. And when I first came here about a year and a half ago, there were. 400 people in there and now there's 600 people in there so it just continues to grow they always have their different hands in the community like oh who wants to go to the movies oh we have this panel going on right. we're going to have this party to to host us all together juneteenth here are all the festivities that are happening <laughs> really involved with the legislator as well. Y'all got juneteenth in salt lake city utah huh? all right now all right now. yes <laughs> It's, Utah is not what you think it is. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, but there are two Utahs now. There is a summer Utah, and yeah. then there is a winter Utah. Okay. See, oh. see the beauty of you. You were just doing internships during the summer. During the summer. During the summer. Did they tell you, hey, do you want to start working here? Now, had you experienced the winter Utah at that point? No, I have not. When I was about to move, I love I love the mountains. I can have this, the beautiful view. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it never rains here. And I was like, great. It rained the first two weeks I was there after I moved there. I said, now, why did y'all lie to me like that? Um, <laughs> better windshield wiper blaze. But this last year wasn't as, um, it didn't snow as much. And this year it has been snowing every single day. Um, I think it just snowed this morning, actually. Now the sun's out. So. Uh, there's definitely, but there's no humidity here. So that makes it different from the East Coast. Absolutely. 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 Bone chilling. So I think it's a bit more bearable. Yeah, absolutely. I'm talking to the program manager at the University of Utah's HBCU impact program. This program allows students during the summer where the company was to pay for the students flights, housing and salary over the summer. In return, the University of Utah will provide access to HBCU students. That's that's what they're doing. They're trying to get students to come there, live there, and possibly work there to create a more diverse and much more, um, I guess, uh, you know, you, you learn by people you meet. You in stereoty- stereotypes. And then even in this interview, we're laughing a lot, but we also end in stereotypes because of the fact that if you don't go there, you don't know what it's like. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rush. McDonald. As host of Money Making Conversations Masterclass, Rushan McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint because it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. The show, Money Making Conversations Masterclass, interviews CEOs, small business owners, influencers, and celebrities. They share financial and career success tips that you can only hear in the Money Making Conversations Masterclass show. Welcome back to the Money Making Conversations Masterclass hosted by Rashawn McDonald. I am interviewing Simone Lawrence. She's the program manager for the HBCU Impact Program. At the top of the show, I gave out some information about the success, what I call black excellence at HBCUs. I'm just going to give it out again just in case you weren't there at the top of the show. 80% of the black judges in America graduate from HBCUs. 70% of the black doctors graduate from HBCUs. 50% of the black lawyers graduate from HBCUs, 40% of the black engineers graduate from HBCUs, 40% of the black members of Congress 
graduates from HBCUs. 50% of the black public school teachers graduate from HBCUs. 25% of the black STEM professionals graduate from HBCUs. 75% of the black veterinarians graduate from HBCUs. 70% of the black dentists graduate from HBCUs. The reason I say that with your program HBCU Impact, HBCUs deliver and they deliver academic success. So this program that they've set up at University of Utah really is, is basically inviting the best of the best academically into the city of uh, Utah, the state of Utah and Salt Lake City, correct? Yes. You're, you're such a great talker. And I need you to go, yes. Yes, usually like followed up with robust tones of encouragement and this is what I got out of it. This is very close to your Angela Davis moment I gave you. And you just said yes. But that's all right. That's all right. I digress. The program started in 2020. You've been a product of the program. Now, the program, this is unique because as far as a PWI, which is a predominant white institution, this is one of the first that's ever been created for HBCUs, correct? Yes, this is correct. On campus, we're working out, reaching out to different R2 institutions, and hopefully we can develop faculty exchanges as well. Um, so not only focusing on students, and we offer 50% off grad school if the students participate in this program and then come back at the U for any graduate degree. So it's very impactful and just something new that I don't think we see a lot of this at these higher education institutes. Well, you know, it's, it's unique because of the fact that we all know that, if you don't know, that the predominant amount, it's like 107 HBCUs, the predominant amount of HBCUs are located in the southeastern part of the country. And that's not by accident yeah. because of discriminatory practices, not allowing blacks to seek higher education. In 1865, basically is when HBCUs were founded, they were founded based as a trade school. They were based on trade school. And then all of a sudden it led... Then you had W.B. Du Bois, and then you had uh, Booker T. Washington. Booker T. Washington emphasized trade school training. W.E.B. Du Bois emphasized academic. He wanted doctors. He wanted lawyers. He wanted engineers. And so that really how HBCUs, the core of the HBCUs drive that we see today came out of that. If we all know the background of of a Booker T. Washington with Tuskegee University. Now, when you talk about, so so when you talk about this program, that's what makes it even more unique because, you know, Utah is Utah. It's, it's, it's not near an HBCU. It's in the part of the country that is predominantly white, but also, so I wouldn't see this program being tied to, I wouldn't see like the University of Alabama, the University of Georgia doing this because HBCUs mm-hmm. are right around the corner from them. But it's, but it's a blessing to me that the University of Utah sees value in this type of HBCU partnership because it gives not only a new experience for you, but you get to share a, a part of life that I would never have known about. And when I found out about this opportunity, I immediately wanted you on my show to talk about it. Continue. <clears throat> wow. Thank you. Uh, so, yes, this is such a unique program. So Salt Lake City, a lot of people don't know about it, but it's like number two fastest growing city for business and the number one for financial institutions. So bringing having these students step out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. say, oh, you know, I want to work at Google. I want to work at Apple. But there are just so many other career paths in like tech companies, financial banking companies, or even just healthcare companies in Salt Lake City that you wouldn't think about. We have an area called Silicon Slopes, which is just kind of trying to replicate Silicon Valley in California, where we have all these tech hubs, like Adobe's located here, Weave, and something that you wouldn't think about because you're like, oh, well, Utah, there's nothing out here for me. But just having access to that and, and being able to know, oh, I can go here. A lot of students don't think that they can do something because they don't see themselves. They don't see people like them in those situations. They're like, oh, I wouldn't go to Utah because I don't see myself here. But once you find out, with the type of opportunities that they have, I think it's just a great opportunity for them to come out here. Um, and why wouldn't you want to go where internships offer you free flights, paying for your housing? You get to go on fun activities like taking the Southern Utah, get your headshots, work on networking skills in this type community where usually students are out here and you get an internship in another state and you have to find housing or you have to pay for other things or you have to figure out what to do on the weekends. But I create all that curriculum and I'm sitting here with these students like, hey, I understand where you're coming from. You know, I went to an HBCU. I went through this program and now I live in Salt Lake City. So anything you need help navigating, I can be that for you. 
gives them a list of black pages. Here's a barbershop. Here's a nail shop. Here's some good food places to eat. As you mentioned earlier, you know, we have those hidden gems, but you need to reach out to that community and have them engaged so that they're able to see what resources are out there for them. Awesome. Here's the thing about it. When I, when I listen to you talk, uh, you know, the reason you're on my show today, Money Making Conversation Masterclass, because people don't know. It's about promoting. It's about getting the word out. About yeah. Because I always tell my story about working offshore, and people look at me, really? How did you find that out? I just happened to walk into, you know, career uh, training at the University of Houston and uh, happened to see it on, board, on the board, and I called a number, and I had to go to, like, three different interviews in the state of Louisiana, and um, and voila, I was 85 miles out in the Gulf with uh, a story that I would also, you know, the beauty of even if you didn't work there and you came back, but the experience that uh, that you have of, of of being in Salt Lake City, interning in Salt Lake City, would have been the, the ultimate blessing anyway, correct? Oh, yes, definitely. Just because when you expand your horizons and go out to different places where you don't see people like you and get out your comfort zone, it allows you to broaden your conversation topics. It allows you to speak with people that you wouldn't necessarily think you have anything in common with, but now you have this unique experience. You want to know, oh, how did you get here? What did you learn from there? Oh, you're not afraid to be in uncomfortable situations. Like, let's talk more about, you know, what can I do for you and how can you help me? So I think there's something very impactful about that. Now, now I've, I've read the little bio. The, I should say the bio, not the little bio, the bio. Now, you have a CAU alum. Yes. So Rodney Cohen, we started this program in 2020, then 2021, we realized there are other HBCU programs on campus. There are about seven other programs that work with students as well, like path maker programs, radiation safety programs, and cancer research programs as well on campus that cater to HBCU students. And we needed somebody to help manage all these different programs. So Rodney Cohen has joined us, and he has been instrumental to engaging with all of these different universities and developing out more of these partnerships. Now you had the all NBA all-star game was there and uh, recently, and I know they do a lot. I think they do an HBCU game there at every HBCU uh, NBA all-star event. I know that Chris Paul is a, is a number one um, ambassador for HBCUs and promoting the value of HBCUs. I think he recently got his degree uh, from an HBCU. That's Chris Paul, NBA all-star future hall of fame, uh, future Hall of Famer who now plays for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, did you guys benefit from uh, any of uh, exposure of the NBA All-Star Weekend when it was hosted in Salt Lake City, the HBCU Impact? Yes. So the university actually hosted a number of events on campus. We hosted the HBCU Classic versus Southern and Grambling, and we also hosted the G League game. And the university, a couple weeks before that, came to us and said, we heard about your program. How can we help support you and help build up these black communities? And they gave us a gift of $50,000, which has been exciting news to hear just to hear that the NBA, since one of our partners is Utah Jazz, and to have this to spread out in the community where it reaches up to those levels. We're like, we see what you're doing. We support these students in this community. How can we help you? And so that was... Let me ask you, let me ask you that's interesting. You say you received a gift of $50,000 donation to the HBCU Impact Program at the University of Utah. What does one do with $50,000 donation? What do you do? What, how does that benefit your program? So we recruit during the school year. We go to these HBCUs on campus and say, right. hey, we want these galleries, resumes to help our travel. Mm -hmm. It helps for the professional development workshops that we try to pay for, welcome packages that we have for the students, and I host a number of community events to get the black community introduced to the students so that they can develop these organic mm. mentorship uh, relationships. And so it just helps fund having these farewell welcome events to take them out to Moab to experience the different what Southern Utah is like, which is more red rocks of what you would think Salt Lake is like. Um, so it just goes towards that development. And we actually shared donation with the Black Cultural Center on campus where they're creating a new program, Generation Next, and they're trying to work with their Black students who are locally and take them through these professional development workshops throughout the year and then engage with our students over the summer awesome. so that, um, they can work with them as well. Simone, as, as we close out the interview, um, how can we get in touch with you? Tell us more about any social media handles, any websites that they can visit to find out more about the HBCU Impact Program at the University of Utah. Yes, so if you go to diversity.utah.edu and then type in HBCU partnerships in the search bar, it will take you to all of the different partnerships that we have on campus, and the first one will be HBCU Impact.
I want to thank you for taking the time to come on uh, Money Making Conversations Masterclass. You enjoy. I enjoy uh, your energy. And again, if you need any, and tell Rodney, we love him down here at Clark Atlanta University. We shouting out his name, Rodney Cohen, down there doing big things. And so, like I said, you talk with the one and only Simone Lawrence. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Great. I want to thank all my listeners for listening every week and supporting me and allowing me to spread the word of uh, motivation. Uh, you can be successful. Don't let nobody step away, step in front of your dream or tell you your dream cannot happen. That's what we're all about. Dream because it starts today because you can make it happen. Set your goals. That's the only way it can happen. Got to have goals. Talk to you next week. Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I'm Rushan McDonald. Bye-bye. As host of Money Making Conversations Masterclass, Rushan McDonald is uniquely positioned to provide a step-by-step, easy-to-understand blueprint because it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.